Welcome to the podcast. We are speaking with Kat Jones, the CEO and founder of Byway Travel. That's a new uh, British operator specializing in no-fly holidays. New, um, you may think that's crazy, right? Setting up a travel company in the middle of a pandemic. Actually, it's brilliant because no one wants to take a plane at the moment. Staycations are really what people are thinking about. Perhaps taking a train to France, to Italy. This is the absolute best moment for this type of travel. And that's what Kat is accommodating. So it was really great to have her as a guest on the podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes on her website. That's byway.travel. And on our website, that is podcasts. Dot earth. Without further ado, here's the podcast with Kat Jones. Um, first of all, thank you very much uh, for coming on the podcast. Um, I'm speaking with uh, Kat Jones uh, from Byway. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Peter. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well as well, except for the lockdown. Hey, we're still in a lockdown, which seems to be going we on are. and on and on. So I don't know, but. Uh, uh, you're an operator specializing in no-fly holidays, which really appeals to me because I've been slow traveling for four years in a row when I was young. I loved it. Mm, good for you. Yeah, I really, you know, you experience the the journey uh, and sometimes traveling is about really a journey, not really destinations. If you go on a holiday and you just want to be on the beach, yeah, that's just going on, you know, on a holiday. But uh, mm -hmm. I really like it. Uh, but it seems to be a difficult moment really to start. Uh, start. You started in, in March, I believe. Yeah. It does get me laughed at a lot, the timing of, start, of starting <laughs> yeah. by way. Um, but I think for me, I... Yeah, I've had two great loves in my life. I've okay. had slow travel, you know, I've never owned a car. So like you, um, the joy of the journey is a big part of why I love to go away and explore. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's always been a bit of a bee in my bonnet that actually that is so hard to do. You know, yep. it's really hard to set up trips like that and do the research around where would you go and then syncing up timetables and various booking platforms. And, you know, it's very fragmented. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, so that's been a bee in my bonnet. And then I've, I've spent a lot of time around startups as well. Okay. Um, and working in startups and investing in startups and coaching founders. And really, ah, when okay. we went into lockdown in March, yeah. the two worlds kind of collided and yeah. said, look, travel's kind of going into free fall right now. Yeah. And if we're going to, you know, if there was ever a time to invest in the future of travel and a more sustainable, you know, travel-based future for travel, yeah. then and this is the time to do it. So that Absolutely. was essentially, it was the catalyst for me to leave my job and say, now now I'm going to found Byway. So you, you left your investment uh, startup job totally mm -hmm. and yes. got totally into, into, into Byway. Amazing. Amazing. I think it's, where does the name come from, Byway? Where, why Byway? By the way, because we feel like it sums up the types of trips that we that we offer. Okay. So with Byway, we're taking people off the beaten track. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not we're not following all of the main roads. We're following the byways. Oh, that's um, by way. Okay. So it's about yeah. So going going a little bit under the radar um, and finding the the places that aren't where all of the crowds are going. Yeah. Um, and that's and and I think also you know it's a more interesting journey when you're taking the byways and that's what we're all about. You know, it's the, uh -huh. the great places to stop, but the amazing journeys that you get on the way. Have you done it quite a bit? yourself in the past or? yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i've as i said i've never owned a car yeah. so i've always been no i've choice. always been traveling by train <laughs> and boat <laughs> and I, I used to do quite a lot of sailing as well so ah, um, boats as well yeah. Yeah. exploring so what if people want to go to a different
different continents and obviously no fly holidays. Do they have to take a boat or...? Well, at the moment, we only have trips across the UK and Europe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, boat, boats um, boats, and Eurostar are mm-hmm. our main routes out of the UK. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's a good question about other continents. And yep. I think this we, we may kind of come on to this, but... Um, what we're what we're not saying is if you live in the UK, you can never go anywhere else. Right. <laughs> I think what we are saying is, you know, you where where you can choose a grounded trip, yep. that is a really, really gorgeous, delightful way to travel. And I don't think, you know, people people don't try it. It's hard. There are many people who've never tried doing a lot of travel like this. Mm-hmm. And my bet is if they tried it they would love it as much as I do and you clearly do. Much more, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm I'm just wondering, obviously with Brexit and everything, they're talking about Eurostar being more difficult. Have you thought about that? Yeah, so I think we we are operating in a landscape of change right now, right? We all are, Mm -hmm. Um, and particularly in terms of travel. uh, It means that in, in in a way, I think we're at a slight advantage being a travel business founded in a pandemic Why is that? Um, versus well because i think for some established travel businesses that mm. already know how they're working yeah. and that already have a scaled operations and they have partnerships that have minimum commitments in place it's really hard to adjust to this kind of volatility in yep. the environment whereas i think for us we've only known travel like this you yeah. know it's always been like this as long as we've been founded exactly. so um our approach to partnerships is much more um flexible and it means yes we'll work with eurostar but we'll work with the ferry companies as well and we'll you know we will have a few different options that allow us to um kind of manage given what the environment looks like right now mm-hmm. we can kind of manage our trips such that they fit in with how the environment happens to be does that make sense yeah that makes sense too of course if you have a business that's already been operating for years and years and years you have to adjust immensely for the situation that we're in right now and that that's much more difficult than starting from scratch and starting in the right way which is what you what you're doing and i've seen as well i've had a few articles you had some great feedback already huh we have it's been a real treat i think mm. since our we were very um under the radar with our beta um in july yep. we sort of launched a beta as the lockdown lifted okay and then we were a little bit more public about launching mm-hmm. actually in november and starting to say you know on the other side of lockdown uh, come come and book your byway holiday and it's yeah it's gone down a storm it's been brilliant yeah. we've been all over the guardian and the independent and the ft and the telegraph and the Sorry, everywhere indeed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing indeed um then i see something about you obviously you, you do you make the trips you do all the reservations for for your clients mm-hmm. and you say you do this seamlessly which might be very difficult um, with train travel buses or do i is that just my my view is totally wrong, obviously, but go ahead. It's not. It's not totally wrong. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is um, this is exactly the problem that we're trying to solve, yep. which is it is really, really hard to yep. do this yourself. And so um, definitely when we launched in July, we were just we were just doing all of that manually. So we were doing a whole lot of really hard manual work to mm-hmm. sync all of these things and book them all. And and then especially with the changing environment, you know, we're we're a one-click holiday for a customer you know they put in their preferences we generate a holiday they book it Mm -hmm. and then it's one point of refund you know it's all package protected so if something means restrictions say you can't travel well then they they just go 
they can't travel, we cancel the holiday, and they get a full refund. Really? Um, yeah, that's amazing. For us. That's amazing. It is. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you do that, if I may ask? Because, you know, you have companies like Ryanair, they do say, well, you know, the, the planes are going, you know, you, they might not be advised to travel, mm. but there's still people that have to go to different places. Our planes are going, we're not going to give you a refund. How does that work for you? Well, it works because we believe that... You know, I think this it's important to us that we're building an ethical business, right? Yeah. And we're, we're solving a pain point for customers. We're not trying yeah. to make that worse. Um, and it's a really it's a really difficult environment to plan a holiday in yeah. uh, if you don't have the confidence that it can that it can be kind of protected. So we, you know, we're basically we are taking a bit of risk there, um, mm-hmm. where we're working with suppliers, where we kind of get as close as we can on those terms yeah. to our suppliers. And actually, most, you know, we prefer to work with local suppliers and and independent operators over massive chains. And actually, most of our partners are flexible around. Well, of course, if we're in lockdown, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not going to go on holiday and therefore you know it's we're all kind of on the same page about us giving customers a refund and that's all that's all shared there will be certain instances for example with the train train companies where um there are refund fees that we will just absorb in the case of a cancellation so um yeah it's it's what it's mostly absolutely doable i think the most of most of the headache is actually in the going to get all of those refunds from all of the different suppliers. Yeah. So obviously the customer can come to us once, but we have to then sort of coordinate a whole lot of other suppliers. Yeah. So that's going back to your original question, I think, where in July we were doing everything 100% manually yeah. um, and it was it was full on, but for the customer it was very easy. And now what we're layering in increasingly is the technology that we're building, mm-hmm. which allows us to automate more and more of this stuff yeah. so that actually um, those those things that already appear seamless to a customer mm-hmm. uh, will increasingly be more and more seamless to our team who are actually uh, managing the bookings as well. So you have a platform in place that's basically growing mm-hmm. and expanding and working, mm-hmm. yeah? Obviously, now yeah. we're looking at June, July, and like me, you're based in the UK, and they're talking about, uh, well, they're talking about cancelling the summer holidays already. Hey, <laughs> I think they're talking about everything, aren't they? They're just trying to manage everyone's expectations that nothing is certain <laughs> at all. <laughs> Do you get a lot of bookings already? Or? We have, yeah, we yeah. have, and um, we've got. Um, yeah, it's actually one of the things I just popped out in my email um, to our subscribers last weekend yeah. was just a kind of a, a gentle heads up that we we have had a lot of bookings for summer and late summer particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have got a lot of our partners are already full, some, especially some of our favourites. They're already quite full with bookings that were held, held over from last year. Right. So there's actually, um, you know... So you just change the dates? If I may interrupt, you just change the dates of those bookings already to this year? Or how does that... Yeah, so okay. yeah, some have just been kind of delayed if it wasn't okay. possible last time, just kind of push it out a year. That's okay. That was quite common last year. Um, so we've got... I think a tipping point coming okay. where already there's quite limited availability for some trips this summer. I think we know you, you know, staycations at the moment are sure. the place Massive. to be. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that's kind of already fairly limited. And then obviously at, what happened last year was 
uh, the end of lockdown got announced and suddenly everything sold out just like that. Yeah. So I think we're likely to see something probably quite similar when there's a bit more clarity here. When there's more vaccinations coming around as well, that's part of Exactly. Yeah. So can you give me an example? Because you obviously, you not only do train travel, buses and boats, but you also, you really look at places that are sustainable to stay at as well. How do you, how do you measure that? And can you give me an example of such a trip? Yeah, so I think for us, at the moment, we're we're still small enough that we know all of these hosts ourselves. Okay. You know? So we we can get to know the people that we're including in our trips. And um, there's partly partly it is a sustainability thing. You know, we want to make sure that we're staying places that are being responsible with their environment. Um, but it's as much about being part of their local community as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the idea of a byway holiday is that it does help you to explore somewhere deeply and to understand the region that you're traveling through and see how it connects together. Um, And we feel like that happens much more when you're staying with somebody who's a part of that region Mm -hmm. and, you know, locally owned places that have got real people hosting them that you can kind of get to know often um, will, will tend to work better with a byway trip than, than kind of an international hotel chain, for example. That's what you do. You're looking for smaller places. Yeah, generally smaller, smaller family run, independently run places. Yeah. Okay. So if I would like to go to Greece, say in, in June or July or whenever, July, probably a lot of people have a vaccine. Uh, so, you know, I'll be good and we're going to travel. How do I do that with you? I just click on the button that says Greece or is there more to it? You can do it too. Well, you can't do it at the moment because we don't do Greece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll get there. Um, okay. At the moment, France, you can France, go. <laughs> so you can go around the UK. You okay. can go to France. Yeah. You can go to Italy. Okay. Uh, with byway. Italy so let's say you wanted to go to one of those places. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you could do it two ways. So you can either come through. So on the site, we've got a holiday builder, which is kind of our favourite way for people to do it. So we take people through a very simple form mm-hmm. that asks them to tell us about the kind of holiday they like, what's important to them. But it's quite visual, image based. So you can just click the images that feel like the sort of holiday you might enjoy. um, And we'll then take that and generate a trip that's built to those preferences. So we're essentially matching those user preferences Mm -hmm. to a set of um, stays and stops on a route uh, that we think actually this user is going to love. You know, this is somebody who's really into history and um, they're going to really enjoy these castles in this particular part of Scotland, for example. And then and then we might sh- suggest some of that. And if some, there's lots of food and drink, then there are some really gorgeous restaurants that we might plan a trip around with incredible views. You also and, you recommend know, that the, the restaurants as well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're not we're not booking the, ho- uh, the restaurants. We're no. booking all of the travel and the Did accommodation. But we're giving... Yeah, exactly. So we'll kind of point people in the direction of all of those little bits that we're highlighting as why they would suit that particular trip. So that would be one way you could do it is just go in, tell our system I'm interested in France and uh, these are my preferences. And we then build a trip, which hopefully you go, oh, yes, that's gorgeous. One click, book it and and by the way, I'll sort it all out. And the other way you can do it is to go. um, We've got a kind of destination section on the site where you can just go and browse off-the-shelf trips essentially that can then be customized okay okay fantastic so um now obviously COVID uh has been here it has probably affected your business quite a bit as well uh but it's all looking good for 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 the future and they're talking about um a lot of new trains uh coming as well sleeper trains uh, like 13 uh all around europe obviously Mm. some people say well that's that's great it's romantic you can walk around you can eat at the stations you can step off if you want to and um, Mm -hmm. also people say it's less efficient what do you think 
think that's rubbish. I think what's more efficient <laughs> than going to sleep in one place and waking up somewhere completely different. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, we absolutely love sleeper trains. Okay. Uh, we do actually a lot of our Scottish trips for customers from the south yeah. um, going up to Scotland. A lot of them are using the Caledonian sleeper. And it's always a real, real highlight for for those trips and those customers. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think it's super efficient. Um, go to sleep, wake up in the Highlands, um, and and obviously, as you say, the experience is gorgeous. And you waking up somewhere that's just a whole different landscape. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can get off and stop here and get the train again in an hour and a half if it looks like a nice spot for a walk. Is it more expensive? The sleeper train. Yeah. Yeah, generally. More, well, more expensive it's than flying. Or... Oh well, it's. Uh, well, then flying, I wouldn't, it, no. I mean, it depends when you're looking. There's so much yeah. volatility in the prices. So yeah. it can be cheaper, it can be more expensive, but it, it's usually more expensive than getting a daytime train, for example, mm-hmm. because it's, you know, you're, you're yeah, staying yeah, overnight. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But we tend to find with byway trips as well, we don't have an option for you to book like a reclining seat. So there are kind of budget ways to do sleeper trains, mm-hmm. um, but we would always say you'd you know you'd have a private cabin in a yeah. sleeper to give yeah. you your good yeah. night's sleep and it's make sure nice it's an indeed. enjoyable journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's a good way uh, of thinking of the future. Anyway, if they thinking about more trains, that means people are going to fly less. I would say, which is always good, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So um, then they say, really, that's, um, what did I say here? Um, I did a, a, a podcast last year with Anna, Anna Hughes of uh, Flight mm-hmm. the UK. Um, she was also, like you and like me, advocating slow travel. Um, she doesn't really believe in flick scam um, and she doesn't really believe in flight shame uh, either. Um, what's your view on flick scam? I agree with Anna. I think it's... Um, I, I think this is about joyful journeys yeah. you know, that are really, it's gorgeous when you travel through the world and you're not mm-hmm. flying over all of the best bits. Totally and that's, yeah. that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. It's lovely. It's romantic. It's exciting. It's mm-hmm. adventurous. And by the way, it's mm-hmm. amazing for the planet. And especially you do, you do one of these, invest in trying it. Yeah. You're going to be hooked. You're going to do more of it. And, and the planet will benefit from that um, as you, as you do naturally end up flying less. Um, and I don't think that um, a flight shame lens on this is a helpful thing no um and i think that what the helpful thing is helping more people realize how gorgeous it is more positive, to travel by traveling right? yeah positivity mm. helps much better than mm. being negative about that. that's what i think as well totally i see on your website uh comparisons between rail and planes and um obviously you know we're looking here at uh, at co2 uh that you say something a real travel uh, 14 grams per passenger mile uh air travel a lot more 20 times more yeah mm. through those figures is that is that about right um can you expand a little bit on that so yeah i don't know if it's 20 times um but no. it largely depends on the length of your trip as well because you know there's a there's a big impact uh on whether it's a domestic flight for example versus mm-hmm. a long-haul flight because with the shorter flights you know the the most carbon intensive parts of the takeoff and the landing yeah so per mile you're you're doing worse on a domestic flight or a short-haul flight than yeah. you would be if you were going to a whole nother continent for example um go on no, I just I just remembered. I saw an article of a very short flight somewhere in Scotland, um, and they were now taking electric planes. Mm. Did you did you read that? That's quite amazing, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and there, <laughs> yeah, and there are some, there are actually 
actually, and this is another reason we would say <laughs> it's um, it's not an anti-flight thing. You no, know, no, I, no. I think that there's a world where some of these gorgeous electric planes to a Hebridean island would be something that would be interesting, right, for a yeah. byway trip. I think the point is that these these um, the jet the jet flights are they are problematic for the environment and we all we all know that now sure. and i think that there are increasingly well i know that there are there's tons of research that yeah. people have been getting more aware of this for a while mm-hmm. and especially since covid a lot of that's been accelerated you know people have got a in a way we had a grand experiment didn't we uh, not on purpose of what happens when all of the planes are grounded and you know there was environmental bounce back and it was all over the papers and i think over this period of kind of everybody's been forced to slow down mm-hmm. and connect with their local environment and their local area and you know that that mindset and that awareness of the impact of flying has led to a lot of people saying actually we are going to we are going to try to travel more sustainably yeah as we start to be able to do more travel again yeah if if once they can travel again they're just going to forget mm. about this period and about the bounce back of nature or are they actually going to remember that what do you think well the research says they're going to remember it yeah. i mean there's a lot of um there's a lot of data out there about people sure. making more sustainable decisions um in their lives and wanting to carry that forward yeah um so my bet is well some of them will forget about it but i think a lot of people are gonna i, I are gonna hope, carry it I forward. hope they will yeah but you, you mm. never know people seem to forget quite easily what happened in the past so I, i just hope that they think well this is actually a good way to move forward uh, and we should really think about clean air you know, being seeing mountains in far, far away and uh, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. I, I hope that goes on. But, um, you know, you, you, I you think never maybe know. We, we only need them to remember for a very short time, actually, because if as long as they try one trip like this, yeah, you know, I the chances are they're <laughs> going to just be hooked and they're going to want to do more of them regardless. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a very positive outlook as well, I must say. A um, lot, <laughs> lot of articles uh, in, in, in the newspapers, um, uh, not only from the UK and Ireland, but also on the other side of the globe as well, where they tend to be less sustainable normally. Um, one here from Globe and Mail, uh, talking about what's next for the travel industry uh, post-coronavirus, talking about slow travel um, uh, as well. And uh, they say that... I don't know if you agree with this, but they say that tourism in, in before COVID uh, was an industry marked by gluttony. I think that's a bit strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. But they also say that uh, travel should be viewed as a privilege, not as a hobby. I think it. I think that it depends how you think about your travel, right? I think that traveling a lot is you know, is is wonderful if you can do it. And I think increasingly more people can do it, um, especially if you can do it in a way that is um, grounded and is sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there are a lot of sort of increasing, um, you know, flexible working practices and remote working is suddenly possible in a way that has, has never been before. And we're starting to find that people are able to consider more exploring sorts of holidays where mm-hmm. we're, we're sometimes doing hybrid trips for people where um, they want to have some holiday, but they actually also want to stay somewhere that's got some great Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and then get some work done in a beautiful landscape with amazing walks on their door, um, on their doorstep, and, and then just kind of go and really get out there over the weekend. And that might be a multi-week sort of trip. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's, in a way, we're getting to 
a world where that sort of thing is possible and it's it's possible to be a little bit more nomadic about the way that you the way that you travel and i don't think that that's a bad thing mm. is that increasing is that that that's um working away from home yeah i think so yeah i think it's likely to continue to do so isn't right. it as people are more flexible i think that we've all had a lot of challenges but we've learned some skills that we didn't know we had in us around yeah. flexible working and no, working absolutely remotely. absolutely they also say you know um, really you should really explore your your destination where you're going to with a fine tooth comb um you know I, I believe personally that you should stay longer at the destination. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about these these things, really. I mean, for you, for you, it's really it's really about um, getting a sustainable holiday out to the people, right? And hoping that they really enjoy that. I'm sure that that's what 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 you want, right? Am I? I think I think that's right. We want a we want a really joyful experience you know yeah. a joyful journey that allows people to travel through a region connect with the region connect with the food connect yeah. with the people and like you say like take their time to do that and yeah. to get to know a place rather than just parachuting in doing doing a holiday and parachuting out again um on a kind of surface level so i think it is about going a little bit deeper okay vaccines so what do you think uh, is are people going to have a um... A passport for vaccines and obviously they're talking about flights which which is obviously not applicable here do you think that when people take a train or when they take a bus they need to have they need to be vaccinated or, or what do you think oh i don't know that i could predict that yet i think there'll well, be something with tests and vaccines and yeah. you know who who knows whether a vaccine will be enough you might need a test and a vaccine yeah. um you know i i've um I probably wouldn't hazard a guess at the moment on what that's going to all net out like. Fair enough. And staycations. What 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 do you what do you see as a staycation? Someone who stays in their in their area, or someone who stays in their country, or someone who stays in on their continent in Europe. What what do you think about staycations? And obviously, they say staycations are here to stay. But obviously, if they're just mm -hmm. going to the village next door, then it's not good for you, right? Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for us because it's a mindset <laughs> as much as anything you know okay. i think with byway we're we we are as much a movement towards slow travel and helping it to become a more mainstream way of life and i think you can practice that at home and in your local area and mm -hmm. um you know i think that's i actually think that's great we've got a membership um you've got a membership we have yeah oh, so okay. it's um it's not a paid for membership but okay. the idea is that for re really you know for people who are kind of in our universe and want to be um you know more kind of committed to slow travel or, or more connected to byway and the mission yeah. um we do have a membership where we we have slow travel nights in so we have kind of guest speakers anna hughes actually will be one of them um coming to speak about epic adventures by grounded means okay. um and we also have member holidays that, that kind of come and a, a facebook community as well so the idea really is just helping all helping each other with the slow the slow ways mm -hmm. so i suppose um from that point of view going to your next door village is is lovely, it's lovely. Good. <laughs> um, okay. and then i guess the other part of that question was on the definition of a staycation i think it's interesting because i think technically still the definition of a, a staycation is you stay in your own house um and i would say when we're using staycation now we don't mean that we no. tend to mean you're staying within your country mm -hmm. um or you know uh, sort of a regional area perhaps um and 
So I think it's kind of a malleable term that's been given a, a bit of a, you know, it's been changed the way that people use staycation more in the last couple of years. Um, I wouldn't probably say that going within your continent, I, I probably wouldn't class that an, a staycation yet. But certainly when we talk about um, if somebody's coming from London up on the Caledonian Sleeper for 10 days in the Highlands yeah. uh, with Byway, then we might we might still call that a staycation. Actually. Uh, I would, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 All right. Great. And um, what do we have here? Um, yeah. What what the world will look like? But I've basically I've asked that already. I, no one knows what the world is going to look like. But uh, you know, it, it, it seems very you know not so not so bright for the for the for for the next month uh, or two. And I would say, and then you know, once people over fifty start getting vaccinated, they will start be the first one to travel. I take it, and then it will slowly move down uh, the age groups. Right? What do you reckon? I think uh, I think it's interesting. So yeah, I think that certainly we're seeing a lot more confidence in travel with yeah. people who are who have sight of a vaccine. For which um, month are they, are they booking with you? Are they booking for July, uh, August, um, end of the year? Yeah, what, what yeah, we've we've even had some bookings for April and May. Really? Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. we have. Um, okay. But I think we're also we we have noticed, and we certainly saw a lot of this last year. There are a whole lot of people when before there even was a vaccine, who as restrictions allow. Um, were absolutely still going away. And I think that because we are, because we're only sending people on off-peak trains and boats, right, you know, okay. we're not, we're only choosing off-peak. Um, and that means that people aren't going to be crammed up against lots of other people. It's not a commuter train yep. and there's plenty of space. And actually that has given people quite a lot of confidence that, you know, you, you put, put on a mask, you get on an off-peak train, yeah. you don't see very many people. They're what, quite empty at the moment anyway. What does that mean for anyway. you, off-peak? Does that mean just after nine o'clock or does it also mean not in the weekends or how do you see that? It depends on the line. Um, so off-peak will, will vary depending okay. on the line of the train, but yeah, generally it's about avoiding commuters. So um, it would, yeah, generally off-peak trains at the weekend um, or yeah, after you know, nine, 10 o'clock, depending where you are. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of avoiding those particular busy times of the day. And that's actually meant that we've sent a whole lot of people well under 50 away last year right. as restrictions say you can travel um, or even if you're, you know, you're going from a tier two to a tier two, that's allowed. Um, and we had, we actually did have a lot of movement of people because, um, because it's off peak and because it's off the beaten track. Yeah. So because we can help them to go somewhere that hasn't got lots of people in it and that isn't going to be a high contact risk area and it's remote and it's exciting for long walks on your own yeah. um those sorts of trips seem to be actually going um going quite well last year right uh, listening to you actually makes me want to travel again now as well it's just terrible <laughs> <laughs> because we can't go anywhere anyway Sorry. <laughs> uh, is there anything you would like to say to people that are listening any message uh any message about sustainability and also where can people find you of course that's very important as well yeah i suppose my message is that if you haven't tried this, you know, come and give it a go. It's such a gorgeous, gorgeous way to have a break and a holiday. Um, and it really, you know, it's really, really enjoyable. So I think try it. Um, and if you're going to try it, you know, you can DIY it. It's not easy, um, but we we fully support you, you to go for that because <laughs> you've got the time. If you feel like you're, you're time strapped, 
um, then absolutely we can kind of make this really easy. So we're we're on byway.travel is our web address. We're on byway.travel on Instagram as well. So yeah, you can find us on various different platforms by searching by byway travel um, and just come come and check us out and we can we can obviously help you to do this just with a few clicks and lots of help along the way. Fantastic. I think it's fantastic what you're doing, I must say. Absolutely great. And I hope that a lot of people will think about it and uh, make use of, 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 of Byway. I think it's really great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Much appreciated. Thank you, Peter. So that was a podcast with Kat Jones of Byway Travel. I will put all the links in the show notes and you can find the latest news uh, on podcast.earth. You have been listening to me. That is uh, Peter de Vries. Thank you very much for doing so. Don't forget to tune in next time. Thank you.